This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. A mensch lives with their values and principles taking control of their baser desires, and eventually, with enough practice, they come to align their desires with a higher desire for spiritual and behavioral greatness. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. When I was growing up, my British mother always said two things when we left the house. To me or my sisters, be a lady. And to my brother, be a mensch. And as we got older, that mensch command stuck for all of us. And it was a good thing. I remember clearly knowing what was expected of me. Like, you never opened anyone else's refrigerator or, God forbid, touched her handbag or some other mother's handbag. And you said stuff like, please may I leave the table and thank you for having me whenever or wherever you went. You behaved yourself. And in those days, it was fairly simple and clear. But the rules of engagement have changed dramatically in a social context. And I still cringe when someone asks me to go into their fridge for something or just says to me, you're hungry, help yourself. I could be starving to death and still hear my mother's reproof about that. And I begin to back away from the fridge. So old habits, for good or for bad, they die hard. And yet, as I began to learn more about Jewish definitions, I learned something that struck me hard. To be a mensch, it's a Yiddish word, means to be a human, a man with a capital M, a being, to be an elevated person, not an animal. Now, notwithstanding the fact that I've met some human beings that could take lessons from animals, there is a powerful message here. The human being can go beyond their nature. The animal can be trained to do tricks, but not elevate its actions beyond its innate traits. So, to be a mensch, to be human, is to hold one's traits up to a higher standard than that which comes naturally. Anyone who has toilet-trained a child knows it isn't simple. Teaching a toddler to share, well, that's a whole other challenge. Waiting their turn, holding one's tongue, the list goes on and on. And yet, it's those learned traits and our mastery over our lower-level souls that bring us to greatness. A mensch allows the soul's yearning for ascension and truth to be the guide for their body and emotions. Like the horse and its rider, the soul and the body are meant to work in tandem. Like If you want a horse to maximize its horsepower, then you mount it, you saddle it. Sometimes you have to put blinders on it to keep it from being distracted. For it to reach the destination swiftly and without veering off course. So we love and care for the horse while mastering it. Now, I'm not calling you a horse. But we must master our horse, which is our body with our souls. A mensch constantly attempts to travel life's track, soul first, and then maybe having some sugar cubes along the way to keep it motivated. Maybe an apple would be better. 
Anyway, one of my favorite stories on this goes like this, and I've really never been able to find its source. A king had two court jesters that were meant to entertain he and the queen, as well as the others in the royal court. The jesters competed with one another for coming up with the best amusement, the best trick, the best jokes for the palace, and they, pardon my pun, jockeyed for a position of the most valuable jester. And one day, Jester One noticed that his competitor had taught a cat to stand on its hind legs and carry a tray of tea for the king. Now, imagine, if you will, those furry hind legs shaking as the front paws carry a lovely silver tray brimming with creamer and sugar bowl, holding little tongs, tiny sugar cubes, and a cup and saucer. And the jester was mortified because he knew he could never compete with such an impressive trick. And then... He had an epiphany. On the day of the next royal court presentation, both jesters stood backstage waiting their turns. The first jester gloated as he saw his co-worker standing idly by with nothing to do and nothing to compare with what he was about to present. While the banners were up and the red carpet rolled out to the throne and the trumpets were blasting, and just as the curtain was about to be opened to present the cat serving the king his tea, the other jester raised his cat on his hind legs, placed his sea service on his front paws, and opened the curtain. And at exactly that moment, the other jester reached into his pocket and pulled out a mouse. He dropped the mouse in front of the cat. And of course, the cat dropped the tray and chased the mouse immediately. Foiled. Now you see that cat might be able to learn a trick, but the cat isn't capable of going beyond its nature. It can't say to itself, gee, you know, my master's worked long and hard with me to teach me this trick. There's plenty of mice in the kingdom. I'm just going to disappoint my master and the king if I chase that mouse. I think I can delay gratification, and I'll I'll eat twice as many mice after I finish this trip. Better mice, fatter, juicier mice. But first, I'm going to do what I've been trained to do. The cat cannot do that, my friends. But you can. In your life, many mice will be dropped in your feet, in your path, and your overwhelming urge will be to chase after them. They can come in the form of crushes, when you're already in a committed relationship. They can come in the form of a desire to lose your temper. They can come in the form of a desire to take something that you have not earned. There are a million rationalizations for why it's okay to drop the tray, but a mensch does not. A mensch lives with their values and principles taking control of their baser desires, and eventually, with enough practice, they come to align their desires with the higher desire for spiritual and behavioral greatness. Our greatest prophet of all times, Moses, he had mastery over this to a tremendous level. There is a midrash that explains that a king wished to see a portrait of this famous man, Moshe, Moses, this humble and powerful man who helped a slave nation come to freedom. So he sent his royal artist to the encampment of the Israelites to draw the face of Moses. He brought the painting to his physiognomists, who studied the character of a person's face. 
They came back to the king, and they told the king that this man, Moses, is actually selfish and arrogant. He wasn't this paragon of humility and greatness everyone spoke of. Well, the king didn't know whether to trust his artist's rendering or his physiognomist's analysis. So he went to the desert himself to meet this man, Moses. Upon gazing on Moses' face, he saw that his artists had been entirely accurate. So he asked Moses, how could his physiognomist have been so incorrect? And Moses answered that they were indeed correct in their analysis. Because a painting of his face could only show them the traits he had been born with, but that he had transformed his negative nature through hard work and discipline. So friends, if even Moses had to make a mensch out of himself, then why should we feel that the work is beneath us or not necessary? Or think, oh, you should just take me the way I am. And this is why we study Jewish wisdom, so that we know where the bar should be and we work to raise ourselves to reach it. And while most of us will never reach the top, more important is the work and the effort in the trying. And that is where the greatest reward lay. This week, may we all endeavor to not drop the tray, to be mentious, to be as human as we can possibly be. And in doing so, May we unconsciously give others the motivation to do the same. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.